Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network, a new connection-based training platform that breaks down regional barriers and connects coaches and athletes anytime, anywhere. You're an athlete and love to push yourself. Who's guiding you? As an athlete, you can filter and search our library to find the perfect coach or sign up for a membership to get video feedback and comments from our coaches all over the world. As a coach, you can set up your profile and advertise your credentials, set your own price for video reviews or direct messaging to ensure your rates reflects the value of your time. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network and welcome to the future of sports coaching. Today we get to welcome Connor Martin to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Connor has a deep background in the functional fitness world. He has been called the original CrossFit kid starting CrossFit at just 11 years old, having competed in the 2007 CrossFit Games at age 15 and again in 2008 at age 16. He went on to compete as an individual and team competitor at the regional level. Connor became the youngest person to work on the CrossFit Level 1 staff and worked 150 seminars as an L1, L2, or CrossFit Kids staff member. He also judged at the regionals, CrossFit Games, and Team Gauntlet events. Connor's worked as a senior coach at several gyms and has programmed for and helped run functional fitness competitions such as TMIC, the Team Gauntlet, and the Team Fitness League. He owns Compete Elite, a functional fitness and sports performance company where he has coached 14 athletes to the qualifiers or games in the last six years. Connor is the co-author of Eat, Sleep, Move, Breathe, the director of community for the Brandix Method, and founder of the Athlete Coach Network. And to be perfectly transparent, he's also our son. So welcome, Connor. Let's get to it. Hey, Connor. Great to have you back again for another U18. Today, we're going to talk about really putting into practice youth fitness competitions and what they should look like. Awesome. I'm excited to be back and excited to, to continue the conversation. So awesome. So I've got three things I think that we should talk about. And the first one is, you know, what should training, what should a training program look like for competitive youth, for youth that want to compete in functional fitness? And I come back to on a, you know, I kind of want to come to at this at two angles. The first is the angle like, what are you doing with with some of the kids that you've had that you've trained that are at the top levels? And then more kind of more broadly, like what goes on in the gym with kids who want to be competitive and and how we train those kids. So Tell us a little bit about some of the, what, you know, how you work with some of these kids who are at the top level, who you know, compete at the games, or I know Ben just won the British team championships. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Shout out to Ben Cole. Yeah. Shout out to Ben Cole. Yeah. There's a few interesting changes, I think, between training elite level adult athletes and training elite level team CrossFit athletes. As we know, right, you know, coming from the Brand X method and having the background in training youth athletes just in general for general physical preparedness and now kind of specifying that to a sport. I think I come at it from that same perspective that we're building a CrossFit athlete that not only we want to be successful now, you know, and give them success right now, but we also want them to be successful down the line. And should they choose to be successful as a master's athlete, as you've said many times, 
that's kind of the ultimate success that they could jump into the sport at any time and be confident and be good. So kind of coming back to training some of the elite teenagers that I've, I've had the opportunity to work with. Ben would be this, this year's athlete that we got into the semifinals in the, the teen division. And one of the unique things with working with Ben is I think out of the entire group of semifinal athletes that were there, um, Ben had the biggest jump from year to year. So when he was 16 years old, he placed 360th, I believe, worldwide in the Open, which did not allow him to move on to the quarterfinals. Flash forward, you know, a year later, he's in the top 30 in, in the world. So he made a, a massive jump. And I think a lot of that comes down to training in a different way than you maybe break down stuff with adults. First, the volume is lower, but the focus is more intense, if that makes sense. So we focus on developing movement patterns more. We spend more time on skill work. So spending time on, you know, if an athlete, like when we started working with Ben, he was struggling with handstand walking 10 feet. So we just spent a lot of time upside down, right? And and that's not necessarily what you see with the adult programs. You see, okay, you got upside down. Now let's put this in a wad or let's start working on this as an EMOM and start doing it under intensity. We did a lot of things like, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of, hey, work on handstands and here are some specific skills I want you hitting. I want you to send me some videos. This is what I want it to look like. So it's much more skill focused. When you look at a lot of the the lifting, I'll use Amato as an example for this. And Amato is a teenager that Shout out to Amato Mazakas. <laughs> yeah, Amato is a teenager who he's now, he's 18. So this year and, and actually last year, he moved into the, the individual category. But Amato is four-time CrossFit Games athlete. And we started working with Amato when he was 15, turning 16. And we noticed that when he had trained before, he had trained in a, a very adult. So he had a lot of the skills, but he was also getting injured a lot. And he also had a lot of technical difficulties. So specifically with his weightlifting, what we did was we increased the reps, decreased the load and increased the time under tension. So he spent an awful lot of time doing tempo back squats, tempo deadlifts, tempo bench press, tempo shoulder press. And then with his technical movements, doing pause positions. So pause at mid shin in the first pull for a clean pause at the high hang, go back down to mid shin. Now do a power clean from that position. So reinforcing positions over and over and over, which is different than what you would see in a traditional, just weightlifting program that you have a a high level CrossFit adult do. But if you're a brand X training center, you would recognize this in the programming you get monthly. Absolutely. Yeah, broad application. Yeah, and a lot of that tempo training and pause training. Broadly, one of the things that when we first started developing youth programs, and this is, I'm talking about back in 2004, 2005, one of the problems we saw with youth sports, two problems we saw. Number one was that they were, they always approached youth sports as though they were training young, you know, young adult or young adults. And you know, kids burned out pretty quickly on that, which brought to the second part was, you know, we saw, we saw 
kids burning out on the on their sports. And finally, one of the things we saw was the kids who got to the end of the sport. So they played soccer all the way up until high school, couldn't make the cut to, get, to make it to college. Kind of turning around going like, I don't know what to do. I'm, you know, I've only played soccer up to, up to now. And all those things we want to avoid with kids who are in competitive functional fitness. You know, we don't want them to get to be 18, 19 years old and go like, well, I, I, I didn't make it to the top end, so I can't, I can't do this anymore. We want them to see a future and we want to see a, you know, a pathway for them to not only use what they learned when they're training to be you know, happy, healthy, active lives or you know, adults, but also to do what you said, like maybe look at their sport when they hit 30, 35 and go like, hey, you know, I can jump back into this now because they still have a love for the sport. Yeah, and 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 I think speaking to that too, and kind of tying that back to the the differences in the way that you might coach a teen athlete is that the especially the teen athletes that are at that top level that are close to the the CrossFit Games, we're talking about people who have intersected both athletic talent and and sport specific adaptations to the point where we're talking about, you know, 1% or less of the, the teenagers that are participating in the sport. And I think one of the things that, that I recognized really early on is that you could accelerate somebody's progress there and get them to be a first place, second place, third place finisher at the CrossFit Games in the team division if you wanted to as your end goal. But knowing that doing so might actually implode them for long-term success. What I mean by that is we could have easily taken a motto and said, what he's got is good enough. Let me just pile on volume. And what would have happened is he probably would have gotten better for one year, but he might not be able to continue pursuing this for the rest of his life, right? Because what he had as a base was good enough to, to skill-wise get him there. And at, the, at his age, he probably could have moved poorly and lifted really, really heavy and done okay until one day there was a catastrophic injury. And that might happen at 18, 19, or 20, and he might be done, right? But instead, what we chose to do was dial that back a little bit, focus on the mechanics, focus on time under tension. I don't think we lost anything on the the performance end, but what we gained was this incredible platform for him to build on. And now he's looking to this year, hopefully make a semifinal as an individual athlete at 18. So we didn't negatively affect his health span. In yeah, fact, no. you can say we were actively supported. It. So looking at that, kind of looking at training and we come out of the training, we're doing com- competitions. What should competitions look like? Should there be many adult competitions where we're, you know, who's going to survive the weekend? kind of competitions or what do you have some ideas we i i certainly do i know yeah you know i think it's interesting to see how the sport has evolved and how a lot of competitions kind of do it very very similarly and like you you mentioned it's kind of this like war of attrition it's like whose body isn't broken down and yes you know arguably the the fittest people win over that but there may be some people who eke into fourth fifth sixth seventh place who really should be 20th skill-wise, who just don't break down. Their body doesn't break down. And I'm not necessarily a fan of that. I'm a fan of high-skill testing. And honestly, this year's, like the first portion of this year's CrossFit Games, I thought was a good example of that with the introduction of single-unders and double-unders and triple-unders. Whereas previous years, 
the programming had been more focused on who doesn't get beat down, right? Yeah, you, uh, really a shout out to the CrossFit Games 2022. That was fantastic. And some more advanced gymnastics movements and some more things. And that kind of brings me to what I, what I think about is that you kind of touched on it is that we should be really highlighting and, and testing skill and advanced skill and, and challenging skills. So I remember back when we did a gauntlet and I remember one of the, one of the, one of the events was you had to kick up into a handstand and hold the handstand motionless for five, five seconds. Then you had to walk five meters into a box and hold another five seconds. Then you had to do a, a 360 and start back up and do another five, five meter handstand walk. And it was so it showed control. It showed control. And accuracy. And I remember when we first did that, we did that event one year and very few kids could do it. And then we we repeated the, the event again the following year. And almost like 90% of the kids completed the event. It was it was awesome to see. But it just shows if you challenge the skill and if you think kind of outside the box, how can we expand these skills? Kids will continue to push that that envelope. And and I think that number one is good for the sport. And number two, I think that it's good for kids because because it, it's uh, provides interest, something they can pursue. And maybe I, I, I agree. The concern about a beatdown versus an all-around athletic achievement. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not saying that I don't think that there is merit in workouts that are extremely difficult, cardiovascularly, and and high volume. I don't think that that's a ne- necessarily a negative thing. I just don't think there needs to be 12 of them over right. a weekend to, to test competency. I think yeah. athletic skill. Yeah. We did, when we designed the gauntlet workouts, it would be one day, it'd be a very hard workout when you first got in. And then the middle of the day was all skill testing. So how, how far could you throw a medicine ball, you know, things like that. And then we ended the day with another hard metabolic workout. And, you know, we, we might have five or six skill events in the middle, but it was, they were fun events. They expanded the kids' abilities to compete. And I did like, I liked the, I liked the model. We have unbelievably only about three minutes left. <laughs> so the last, the last thing we wanted to touch on, Connor, is what does success look like in the youth competition field? You know, I think what we touched on earlier, as far as the the ability to compete over a long period of time. So success is not necessarily something that is achieved within the season for a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old. It's achieved over the course of their lifetime. And that's one metric of success. I think another is inclusivity, which I don't think that anyone really in the sport has done yet to create the the impact with the the teen athletes which we talked about in one of the the earlier podcasts which is you know creating divisions that allow for an athlete who's really really good but not a crossfit games athlete to compete you know and creating all of those levels for inclusivity inside of the sport i think is another metric of success within teen competitions maybe not relative to the actual team, but within team competitions. So maybe success can be really for the, for, you know, from the kid's point of view, success is winning that event. You know, I, I won the event. From the coach's point of view, it's setting the kid up for success. So yeah, did you win? That? That's great if you won that event. But can you step out of the youth events, the adult events? Can you maintain, you know, an active, healthy life? 
to a point where maybe in your thirties, you walk back in and say, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to compete again or something like Mm -hmm. that. I think, I think if we can get coaches to understand that what we want is to build up a, build up our youth so that they can fill out the ranks of the sport and fill out those ranks for a long period of time. But that's our goal. You know, these kids can compete and enjoy the sport for years and years and years to come. That's the goal, not just winning the, the, the early youth events. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Fantastic. Thank you for this awesome series on youth competition. I feel like every time we end them, there's another, yeah. there's another piece. <laughs> but thank you so much, Connor, for your time and your insight on this. And I feel like we should have shouted out to a few more athletes because I know you've worked with many who have been super successful. But maybe that's going to be our, our next one. Yeah. We'll get we'll get one of those youngsters on well, with just, us. Yeah, we we talked to Ben Cole not coming on, so we'll, we'll... yeah, we'll get Ben Ben on here soon. And then Mato is also interested in coming on too. So oh, fantastic! Well, we'll, we'll look yeah. forward to. It. Thank you, Connor. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades, and now offers mentoring education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug-and-play options and join the BrandX family today. You plus BrandX equals youth program success. That was the Youth Fitness Podcast, topics on youth fitness with focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand X Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.